welcome to the 418th, I hope, consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's so fucking stressed out that he might have already missed his consecutive weeks and worries that this intro will now suck because he may have messed it up and not gotten the theme song done in time and it's all his fucking fault not to be blaming anybody, but it also might be the fault of my co-host, Matt! Hey, hold on a second. I mean, fair. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The workload is solely, mostly upon my shoulders lately with things because that's just how your life has been. And uh, you shouldered the burden whenever I needed that uh, to keep the show going. And that's what I've been doing as well. But work and life is just kicking me in the testes, just demanding so much of my time. And my hobbies aren't getting any treatment, Matt. Yeah, right. I'm... uh... I, I I've been living that life now for a solid year. Yeah, I know, man. I'm I don't know how you're doing it. Like I would have lost my fucking shit. You've had to have lost your shit a few times already. I've I've lost my shit uh, a shit ton. That uh, let's let's not get it twisted. I have uh, had panic attacks. I have uh, stayed awake at night, uh, practically bawling my eyes out. Uh, about the situation I've uh, put myself in a couple times. So yeah, yeah, no, I've I've done my fair fucking <laughs> amount of freak out, but luckily I have an awesome wife and uh, she has uh, done a really great job of keeping me uh, sane and grounded. So yeah, you guys are victims of late stage capitalism, 100% for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, it's coming for all of us eventually, you know? Um, yes. The 1% can't stay 1% by letting the rest of us have a little more of a taste. That's for sure. That's right. So, (laughs) well, either we're all going to be victims or, you know, guillotines. It's going to be one of the two. I have to be clear about this. My job didn't require me to work all those extra hours that I did. As a matter of fact, my direct manager told me to stop doing it earlier this week and that I need to, like, settle the fuck down, that it's not that important to get this task that I've been assigned done. Um, Yeah. But, you know, they can always redirect. We can always, like, rework things, and it's not imperative. But I needed to get it done. I needed to not hold up the rest of the team. I needed to do it. It was me. It was my decision. So I'm the same way on a lot of crap. So, yeah. And honestly, like the reason why I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time this week to work on my hobbies in the show, it's because my wife has been home more and I've spent more time with her. It is a terrifically wonderful reason as to why. So I basically have work until she gets home or until um, I realized, holy shit, I've been down here for 11 hours straight and, you know, I just get locked in what I'm doing. You have it too. You hyperfixate with shit too. You totally know what I'm talking about. Where, oh yeah, big time. Hours of your life are gone and this meaningless task that you thought you needed to do spun off into like 50 other fucking tasks and the next thing you know you build an entire new society in your basement and you have no idea how you did it yeah uh-huh. yeah that's uh that's pretty much it <laughs> like you that's, wait that's 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 the long and short of it that's for sure <laughs> yeah that's what it's like to live inside of our neurodivergent brains like the next thing yeah. we know we're fucking william defoe after a uh, cut has been called and we've been acting this entire time and stayed in character <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we're method acting our lives <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. Well, let's get into the happier stuff. We've got enough uh, opening pablum for everybody, if this is consecutive yeah. or not. What this is is still part of the six episodes we're doing with six movie reviews of six films that Boz loved with six pirate radio edits that also, whatever it takes to get to the three sixes, you know the, you know the drill. But anyway, that will also yeah. be a tribute to Boz. This week, we're doing The Last Boy Scout, which I do believe he said was like his favorite of all of the cheeseball action films and that he really loves this film, uh, something that... It- he and my mother have in common. 
yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I love the Last Boy Scout. This is uh, this has been a this is a pretty good week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we're picking Boz's favorites, it's bound to be stuff that you are definitely going to enjoy. And we should probably let the folks kind of know that uh, the thing that I said that we're going to do because it's coming closer. It's actually probably next week. It is. It is next. It is the next uh, time we record. So we might as well talk about it now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing some Star Wars bullshit. <laughs> Some Star Wars motherfucking bullshit, and it's my favorite type of bullshit. <laughs> Star Wars bullshit? So all all the Star Wars bullshit is my kind of bullshit. Now, me being me, I'm picking Star Wars to give a tribute to Boz, absolutely. But I'm also going to pick something that is a lot easier for me to be able to view and enjoy as well for when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, the Star Wars bullshit I tra- decided not to pick for sure was going to be The Mandalorian, because uh, that's a series. We're a cinema yeah. review show. Um, it is yeah. very cinematic. It's 100% beautiful. It's the greatest thing that Star Wars has ever put out, but it's not going to be reviewed on the show. No, don't get me wrong. It's good. It's not the best thing Star Wars has ever put out. That for me. Okay. Let's okay, let, let, you. Me, let me give go. that equivocation. That is the yeah, thing that I yeah. enjoyed the absolute most. Uh, All right. Yeah. It's certainly better than. But the- it is awesome. Yeah. I, I yeah. you it- are not incorrect. <laughs> space Paladin is better than Space Wizard in my book any day. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a Space Wizard guy all the way. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> which is which is totally fine. So, what I'm going to do is actually we're going to be watching a fan restored, fan edited and um fan like cleaned up and just like a loving project of a special version of Star Wars stuff that uh, some fans have put together. So, it's like a restoration and rescuing something that had tried to have been buried uh, like just completely buried like things cut out of it things destroyed from it people wanting to just make this thing ex- not exist anymore so that it can have the star wars universe the way that lucas wants to pretend like he always intended it not that it was this haphazardly put together thing that he later tried to retcon into being a whole universe right <laughs> like all that stuff- hey man hey 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 be real careful you're starting to get real belligerent with me right now <laughs> Just be happy we're covering some Star Wars bullshit because of Bob. I am happy. I just don't need you fucking around with it. All right. <laughs> all right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, <laughs> and Matt doesn't even know what it is. The file is literally labeled some Star Wars bullshit. So this is a yeah. bit of a surprise for him as well, folks. So it is. <laughs> but he's also nervous because he knows I'm a bastard and he wants to know why I won't tell him what it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get a little worrisome around here. <laughs> well, let's let the folks stop worrying about what it is we're going to be covering in the future and let's talk about what we're going to cover fucking today and that is the last boy scout from tony scott and written by your boy the guy that writes everything around christmas and has written everything from fucking lethal weapon all the way down to long kiss goodnight shane black dude even wrote the monster squad and was involved in a bunch of other stuff fred fucking decker right done a ton of fucking stuff but he never shies away from taking a film noir story and then hanging a bunch of fun dialogue that he enjoys trying to put into films with a lot of homophobia and uh, misogyny and then setting it during Christmas and then boom, you have a movie. Because by the way, folks, Last Boy Scout is a Christmas movie. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> it takes Just place. like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Bruce also Willis has starred in a Black. lot of Christmas movies. Also what? written by Shane Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motherfucker cannot write a gritty film that doesn't take place around Christmas for some reason. The man just loves Christmas time. All right. <laughs> I don't know why everyone has to get mad about it. Yeah, we absolutely don't. But on the Pirate Radio edit this week, we're going to have music that was all featured in The Last Boy Scout all the way down to Up First, Moody River by Pat Boone right after this. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting. 
but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. There's a bingo card out there for cinema psyops and music that I will pick for a film, and Pat Boone had to bend on somebody, so hopefully you got a blackout or a bingo or something. Bingo! I got that bingo! (laughs) You're like, I know, Court, eventually he will pick Pat Boone! I just know it! (laughs) Yeah. It was a weird thing to choose to end the film with Pat Boone's Moody River, but it was supposed to be the happy ending walking against the sunshine kind of bullshit that we're going to talk about when we get there. But anyway, let's do the review for The Last Boy Scout. Film opens with... The film opens with a Friday night is a great night for football montage scene set to said song that establishes the typical 90s action movie opener and sets up the type of world we are entering, all while not paying Hank Williams Jr. a fucking dime. Good work, folks. Good. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Yeah, this shit really did just take three minutes of screen time before they cut to a game in progress and a torrential downpour. Holy fuck, is that dialogue? Sure is. That's our first clip. That ends the first half of play. With the score, Cleveland 17, Los Angeles 10. Let's go, move, move. Billy Cole. Billy Cole. First half stuck. Open the holes up. Get in there like hogs, like pigs. Billy Cole. You got a call on line three. Get his half and kick some butt. Let's get out of this town. He's a winner. I hate Cleveland. Hello. Hello, William. This is Milo. There's a lot of money riding on this game tonight. You better start scoring some touchdowns, William. Just do whatever it takes, understood? Or else you're history. Welcome back for the second half. We're at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. The site of tonight's confrontation between the L.A. Stallions and the Cleveland Cats. I'm Vermontris, along with Dick Butkus. And yes, friends, it really is that wet. Well, Bert, even though the Stallions trail 17 to 10, there walks a happy man, Sheldon Marcon, owner of the L.A. Stallions. His team sits atop the Western Division at 6-2. Sheldon is standing by right now with Arlen Swan. Let's go down to him. 
29,256. That's pretty poor attendance, even for a night like this, wouldn't you say? I wouldn't say, Lim. Perhaps then you can explain the drop-off in attendance and TV ratings. Are we witnessing the death of professional football? Oh, no, I think that we're witnessing the death of good journalism, Lim. Mr. Marcone, are there any heroes left in this game? What game are you watching? Let's talk about heroes. Billy Cole is having the game of his life out there tonight. Uh, prepare to listen to the entire film in clip form, folks, because there is Shane Black dialogue all through this, and I'm not fucking writing it down and fucking repeating it. I'm just going to fucking record it and play it back to you. <laughs> well, I will say this. That's not typically if you like get if an athlete gets into like trouble with betting and shit with like organized crime, they typically don't like aren't betting on him to score a lot. They typically are going to make the, because you can't really control that because you can't control the other team, but they can control is making it so that he fucks up the game. And then that's how they usually do things. So it's, it's kind of a weird premise anyway. Yes. But he also plays on the team that we will later find out is the owner is the bad guy. And the person that came to call and threatened him is for the owner of the team. And he's making him get this last touchdown because they need to win this football game to keep their winning streak going, to keep the team going. And he's doing it and making him do this and sacrificing him for the team, which is very much, very much on brand for a NFL fucking team owner. Yeah, I I was I wasn't going to say all that and ruin the whole entire movie for everyone. But yeah, go ahead. Fuck it. It's 1991. If they haven't fucking seen it by now, it's their own fucking fault. And if you don't fucking know that Shelly Marcone is a bad guy, uh, or at least one of them, yeah. (coughs) Your own goddamn fault. Anyway, with this, they snap the ball and possession goes loose with a first and 10 as Billy Cole takes the field. The ball snaps. Billy has passed the ball. And on his way down the field, he pulls out a small handgun. Looked like a Walter PPK, like what Bond usually carries. I'm not 100% sure, though. I didn't pay that close attention to it. And it blasts as loud as the sound of Riggs's 9 mil so you know it's a Shane Black film <laughs> when he fires it and he shoots athletes and he just been revoked <laughs> and he shoots athletes on the opposite team in the legs and such as I don't he didn't he killed one guy though right he shot one guy in the head and then he shot a couple guys yeah. in the knee yeah yep. and then so that causes fans and armed security to storm the field to surround him Billy drops to his knees in the end zone and blows his brains out after lamenting the woes of life and its ways of being a female dog ain't life a bitch I would like to state that the actor who played Billy Cole is the Billy Blanks martial artist who has done quite a few excellent films that were unfortunately in the heyday has already lost era of martial arts films like when uh, Cynthia Rothrock started making her movies and things so yeah, a lot of, he is yeah a lot of stuff for Billy Blanks is not unfortunately that well made of a film but he is an excellent martial artist in everything that he's in I think there's yeah. there's a movie where he plays like a janitor that teaches a kid how to defend himself like Mr. Miyagi style. It was called Showdown, which showcases his martial arts pretty well. That's a badass flick. You should check that out sometime. Yeah, I hear that too. So yeah, there we go. All right. So they cut from this to a rough looking neighborhood where some kids find a dude passed out in a car. Holy fuck. Is that more dialogue? Guess what? That's our next clip. <laughs> Dude's trashed. Shit, man, we should do something to him. Do it. <laughs> God damn. This dude is really trashed. Go on, take his watch. Hey, hey, this is a gun. This is Helen Beck Investigations. Leave your message at the beat. Joe, Mike Matthews, I got a job for you. Hold on, hold on a minute. 
Mike. Joe! Christ, I thought you were still in Las Vegas. I was going to leave a message on your machine. Jeez, you sound terrific. What'd you do last night? I think I fucked a squirrel to death and I don't even remember it. Listen, Joe. You still taking charity? What do you got? Stripper. Uh, excuse me. Exotic dancer. She's got some weirdo hassling her once surveillance and I'm book solid. She's hot, Joe. She rates a three on my finger scale. That means I'd cut off three of my fingers if God had let me fuck her. <laughs> Make her one on your nose scale. Prove your looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat me. So listen, I'm booked. You got plans? Thinking about smoking some cigarettes. Could you postpone? These are pretty good cigarettes. 500 bucks, Joe. I gotta run some errands. Meet you at your office in an hour. Terrific. Comb your hair. I'll lend you a nice jacket. Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. You're gonna lose. Smile, you fuck. Jimmy? Yeah. You still here? Yes, I am. Help me! Yo, Ray. What's with the girl, man? <laughs> Bitch won't blow me. It's too early in the morning for that shit, Ray. Let it go, man. She ain't coming up till she starts blowing. Ray, she's gonna drown, man. Hey, fuck you, you loser. Let her go, Ray. I mean, what are you doing here anyway? This is a league party. You got kicked out, remember? Huh? Remember? Oh! You're the Come on, get out of here. Fuck it! Best storm in the National League. Remember that, you fat son of a bitch. Hey, Bill. Thought you in Las Vegas. I was. Where'd you sleep? The office. Hey, free time. How much did you lose? I wasn't there to gamble. How much? I was doing a skip trace. 50 bucks. What is this? Darian's class drew holiday pictures. That was hers. Obviously, her teacher wants to see it. Where is she? Slugger to friends. We're still giving her a hard time about the braces? You kidding? Metal mouth, that's the latest. Little bastards. She'll be screwing them by the time she's 14. Watch your goddamn mouth, Joe. Oh, Christ, Sarah, you let her wear enough makeup. She looks like a, a goddamn raccoon. I come in the house, I think, Christ, it's a burglar. I almost shot her twice. You're not funny, and all the girls at that school wear makeup. Well, I'm sure all the girls at that school don't put it on with a paint sprayer. For your information, a lot of people think I'm very funny. Yeah, well, go live with them. Don't tempt me. Who's the guy in the closet? Excuse me? Oh, that's right. Sometimes you forget I'm a detective. See, there's all this steam in the shower like somebody was just in there. Only your hair's dry, so it must be somebody else we're talking about. Male somebody, because the toilet seat's up. Since he's not under the bed, I figured you must have stuck him in the closet when you heard my key hit the lock a day early. So, who's the guy in the closet? Jesus Christ, nothing changes. You're still a lunatic. Gonna tell me who it is? You want me to open the closet, Joe? I'll do it, okay? And then we'll both know that you're a fucking psycho. Is that what you want, huh? No. Thank you. The door stays shut. What I'm gonna do is count to three. Then I'm gonna put a bullet in that door. Oh, you can stop me anytime by telling the truth. One. Drink, Joe. Call him and tell him that you're fucking losing it. The truth is a beautiful thing. Two. How dare you? 
dare you come into this house and pull the street? No! Look, Joe. Keeping it warm for me, Mike? Easy. Don't do nothing dumb. How was she? On your finger scale, how was my wife? It just happened, Joe. It sure, sure, I know. It just happened. Could happen to anybody. It was an accident, right? You tripped, slipped on the floor, and accidentally stuck your dick in my wife. Whoops. I'm so sorry, Mrs. H. I guess this just isn't my week. Joe, put the gun down, please. Oh, yeah, the gun. Yeah, sir, I think you're right. I think I am losing it. Got, Mike. Joe, how long have we been friends? I say roughly till you started banging my wife. Had a gut. <sighs> gut. <coughs> you got that address for me? Huh? A surveillance job. Oh, you, you still want the job? 500 bucks is 500 bucks, Mike. Uh, yeah. I guess you're right. Corey, huh? Throw a shot into her, too? So the clip establishes that our two heroes are severely down on their luck, but also still attempting to hold on to some form of dignity, but failing miserably at it. They are not the good guys. They are two damaged and severely toxic men. These are not people to look up to in any way, shape, form. Uh, Which is much of uh, the director's movies are people you really shouldn't be looking up to. Uh, Tony Scott, yeah, absolutely. But uh, Shane Black has a thing, too, where he likes to have very troubled people. And yeah. uh, this is basically like the last Boy Scout is basically like his shot at like doing kiss, kiss, bang, bang, but like trying to make it work as a lethal weapon film. Uh, last Boy Scout is clearly a lethal weapon script that never got picked up as lethal weapon and got repurposed. Exactly. And still starring Bruce Willis. Well, lethal weapon was. Uh, oh, I'm Elvis. sorry. Yeah. Lethal yeah. weapon was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not Die Hard, but I, yeah. I, I thought Die Hard as well. So can yeah. be Die Hard too. <laughs> yeah, well, the plot lines are relatively interchangeable for a lot of this kind of stuff. The thing that this one does that's a little more interesting is uh, kind of takes some jabs at uh, society in a whole and really looks at it more in an aspect of a film noir. I really got that sensation watching it this time uh, for yeah. the show. It really feels like a, a film noir script is what it was attempting to be, but they just hung film noir elements and investigation onto an action film with the guys constantly having to do shootouts everywhere and car chases and whatnot. Um, I know that this is like 20 minute talk, but this is where it really started to have that feel for me uh, was at the end of this clip. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, they're damaged, toxic men, truly. Uh, Joe in particular is a man trapped in his own self-loathing. Uh, he projects that rage on everyone around him, and he is a complete and utter piece of shit at the start of this film. Like, he's not someone to yes. look up to at all. Uh, and I mean, keeps... he pretty much just called his own daughter a whore. Right, and is really, really controlling about what she can and cannot do with her own yeah. body at the age of 13 and is like I know she's a child yes I get it and she shouldn't mm -hmm. be wearing a lot of makeup but when you see her later she is not wearing any makeup at all fuck sakes no <laughs> and, and again he said it a few years like should be screwing dudes and it's just like good god man that is not a way you should be talking about your your daughter 
Yeah, he that sounds in a way that sounds like how Trump talks about his daughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of that in here. Uh, the inherent misogyny is dripping from this film. And that was also something that I really didn't enjoy seeing this time around because I still love the film. But yeah, uh, we got to talk about it. And it's no wonder a lot of ladies don't like the action movies. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really they don't ever really paint ladies as strong characters, at least early action movies. Yeah, and this is one of the earlier ones, 1991, yep. so there you go. Right. Yeah. At the end of the clip, Mike gets into his car, and it explodes the minute it starts up. His wife comes out of the house screaming Joe's name, but he made it out okay, being only knocked down, and has miraculously not been turned into hamburger by the massive car bomb explosion only a few feet away from him, which somehow did not produce enough concussive force. But, but what do I know about physics and his proximity being well within the kill zone of that blast? I don't know anything about the concussive force. I can't measure that out for you. I can't really tell you that. So it's not my place to say that he was standing right next to a car that that exploded and he should be hamburger. And yet he's only just knocked down into the flowers and that doesn't work. Listen, man, we weren't here to do the math. (laughs) I wouldn't have done the math anyway. I just know that that's I'm I'm here just to watch some action. Kick ass, sleep till noon. (laughs) I played around with enough fucking explosives to know where the blast radius is going to do damage. Yeah, right. I did not just say that out loud. And uh, my lawyers are telling me that that was parody and uh, a joke. Yeah. How many lawyers are that again? (laughs) Enough to make me listen in this case. (laughs) (laughs) They cut to the cops coming to clean up the mess and that leads to our next clip. Who the fuck did this, Joe? Mr. Rogers. How the hell should I know? You told the cops? I told him Mike came by to farm out a surveillance shop this morning. That's all? You didn't mention... No, I didn't mention it. You knew, didn't you? I suspected. God damn it, why didn't you say something? What do you want me to say, Sarah? Fuck you, Sarah? Yes. Yeah, or anything to get a rise out of you. How about you're a lying bitch, Sarah? How about if there were cops here, I'd spit in your face? Want me to spit on you? It would show you had some pride left. Fresh out, honey. You know what? Fuck you, Joe, man. You are never around. I was lonely. By a dog. I'm not the one who hates you, Joe. You're the one who hates you. And I get to live with myself 24 hours a day. Alex the astronaut. Alex the astronaut. Hey, last time I saw you drink straight vodka was because you just cheated on Corey. Yeah, why don't you pour me another? Oh, man. You didn't. You gotta be crazy, partner, cheating on her. I gotta be something, Harp. Cause nowadays all I do is lose friends, drink, and nail anything with a heartbeat. Yeah, well, uh, just stay inside a bar, huh? <laughs> oh, Harp. Get up. Should I pay you now? No, no, you should not pay me now. Put the money away. <laughs> you don't think the cops can help you? Sure. After I'm dead, they'll perform the autopsy. I guess you don't want to wait around that long. Guess not. See the kind of music they play in this joint? Mm-hmm. This funk shit. Joined you extra. What'd you expect? Full freshman. Pat Boone. What are you? My father? Yeah, I'm your father. We'll put some clothes on. You're hilarious. Go stick your head in that speaker. You'll be screaming. Play that funky music, white boy. 
Supreme Upon, I believe. Hello, handsome. So, uh, who's that stiff over there? That's nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Return the dance shit. All right, all right. Let's bring out a woman who's always in the mood. Put your hands together for the lovely and talented Miss Corey. Hi. You're nobody. Don't tell anyone. That's what Corey says. She says you're nobody. Because this is Junior, nobody's ran on your parade. I'm just keeping an eye on her for a while. What are you, some kind of bodyguard or something? Yeah, something like that. Got a match on you? No. Is Corey in some kind of trouble? I don't know, you tell me. But she didn't mention anything to me. What's that piss you off? Maybe. Don't sweat it. Women have secrets. Water's wet, the sky's blue, women have secrets. Who gives a fuck? Want a beer? So she just hired you, huh? What, you're in the book or something? Actually, she hired my buddy Mike. I'm just filling in. And where's this Mike? He died. I'm sorry to hear that. He was an asshole. Hey, look, I don't know who the fuck you are, what's going on, but Corey's my girl. If she's in some kind of trouble, I want to know about it. Confidential, big boy. Well, why don't you just tell me anyway? Nope. Man, you couldn't protect a cup of warm piss. Just go ahead and hit me. Excuse me? Come on, chicken shit. Bust me in the chops. You don't think an old guy like me could hurt you, do you, Jimmy? Oh, so you know who I am? James Alexander Dix, quarterback for the LA Stallions, 89-90. Banned from the league on gambling charges. Allegations of drug abuse. Another tragic tale of wasted youth. Now you're starting to piss me off. It's about fucking time. Joe Hallenbeck. Private detective. You like fucking low life to me. He said he shit my town away on coke. Spill my one cup of piss. Corey, come on, get your shit, let's go. Come on. Jimmy, what's the matter with you? Jimmy, man, shut up, keep your ass in the cage. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's hear it from this Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. They cut from this to Joe outside smoking and realizing he is out of cigarettes. He does not have the measly $2.25 for a new pack as he rummages wow. through the coins in his pocket. That's how cheap it was, those, $2.25. The, those were the days. <laughs> and everybody was bitching then when it was $2.25, I remember. Right. I remember when they were a dollar. Yeah, it is at this point I realize how ancient and dated this all seems. The guy is smoking a cigarette in an alley, like <laughs> just like everything about this, rummaging through cigarettes. It's two twenty-five. Of like, holy fuck! This is what it's like to watch movies from the fifties when you're a kid in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he looks up to the senator's billboard and has a flashback to being in the Secret Service and hearing the senator beat a woman. Then tosses his drink at the sign and starts talking so dialogue and our next clip 
Vote for you, you son of a bitch. That's him, he was with her. Get him out of here and then kill him. There's no contract on him. Then you'll do it for free. We just do it elsewhere. Alex, the pediatrician. Alex, the pediatrician. If I were a cat, I'd purr. Behave. <laughs> I want you to come back to my place with me. I want to give you your birthday present. You look like that. Do you want it? Yeah, why don't I give me a hint? A hint? Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you like to get your old job back? Go on, get in there. Wrong place, wrong time. Nothing personal. That's what you think. Last night I fucked your wife. Oh, you did, huh? Well, how'd you know it was my wife? She said her husband was a big pimp-looking motherfucker with a hat. Oh, you real cool for a guy about to take a bullet. After fucking your wife, I'll take two. So talk to me. What's this about you getting me my old job back? Why the hell is he? The detective? Boy, what kind of trouble are you in? Trouble? I'm not in any trouble. Just some creep threatening me. Now let's go back inside and wait for Hallenbeck. Hey, what am I, chop liver? Hallenbeck's a bum. What's he gonna do, light a match and breathe on him? Look, if this creep shows up, I'll bitch slap him. Now come on, I'll follow you home. Get in your car. You'll bitch slap him? Yeah, bitch slap him. <laughs> okay. Ow, watch it. So now where you want, in the chest? On the head. Yeah, that's what your wife said. Hey, will you stop with the wife shit? Ask me how fast she is. Fuck you, man. I love how like everybody calls him a bastard and his response is constantly and then some. Like the guy hates himself so much no one else is gonna dig on him even better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no one can get him. <laughs> Wanna to mention too in the strip club scene that was just happening a little bit ago, there was some nudity when the ladies were dancing. They were up there voluntarily as far as we knew for their job. So that's a thank you movie, but in the scene where the guy was trying to force oral sex with a woman I'm assuming may have been a prostitute, but may not have been, uh that's still fucking rape regardless, and that was fucking awful and that nudity's a no thank you. That is definitely a no thank you. <laughs> Joe cleanly escapes after murdering the dude and is on his way to Corey when her car is hit and it's a trap as she is gunned down as soon as she is out of her car. Jimmy guns his car to get to her, jumping a light and nearly dying in a hell of a crash while pulling through the intersection. He goes to check on her and is shot at too, but jumps out of the way in time and Joe shows up to execute all of the folks that just killed Corey. Joe is pinned down and Jimmy pins a shooter by crashing into him with his beamer. When the guy starts blasting the car with his machine gun, Joe shoots him in the head and tells Jimmy to back up when the cops arrive and Joe puts down his gun. That is the end of the first 30 minutes of the film. Good stuff for 90s action movies. Yeah, this is one of the better ones, absolutely. Uh, Shane Black does write a hell of a wonderful action film, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that are really big fans of his style of dialogue. Um, I I enjoy his action movie stuff, but when he started directing his own scripts, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is kind of the point where I am no longer enamored with Shane Black, like, at all. Yeah. 
really. Like, I just, I just, it's not my thing. I, he doesn't appeal to me. And I admit I got my own fucking baggage for Shane Black. So whatever. But I will admit that this is probably one of the scripts of his that I've really enjoyed. There's a lot of stuff that's set up here. Uh, and it feels like if this were just shot in a little bit more black and white and just a few more people had even more weird eccentricities to it, that this could almost be like Sin City. I mean, it's as gritty as you can fucking get for an action film. This is a film noir with an action film just slapped over top of it to make it sell. It's one of the things I like, you know, it tends all the great 90s trope action movies like guys surviving explosions when they fucking shouldn't <laughs> like I guys who look out. like bruce willis who can actually be tough when we know that's not fucking possible <laughs> <laughs> well a guy that looks like bruce willis could actually be that tough yes that is a possibility but i only just basically assume that because you just never fucking know uh where the fucking serial killer is going to be living, if you know what I mean. No, and, that's true, yeah. And this guy is a disgraced Secret Service agent who fucking hates himself and has literally nothing left to lose. He is begging everyone that's threatening him to kill him constantly. Pretty much, yeah. He wants to die. <laughs> like, he's got nothing to live for. He just does not fucking care, and he is obviously checked out. And he is losing his family because of it. His wife is cheating on him because he's never around. He's never around because With he his friend himself. and business partner, by the way. Right, his pretty much best friend, it sounded like, and business yeah. partner, who, yeah. Who is now dead. <laughs> right, and it's because his friend was getting hired by Corey, and then his friend, you know, passed yeah. Joe off onto Corey so as well. So he could screw his wife. Yeah, uh, his friend essentially was trying to get Joe killed, which is what Joe wanted anyway. So I think his friend was just trying to do him a favor. But yeah, and it's the same thing that like Jimmy says later, where like all he seems to do anymore is drink, lose friends and put his dick in anything that, you know, is alive, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He says the same thing. And like, he's the same way. Like yep. he's trying to drink himself to death. He's doing way more drugs than he actually needs to, because the moment he starts to feel anything or he remembers that he feels anything at all, he just goes and just goes and medicates himself. That's what he's doing. I mean, we've got yep. we've got two folks that are literally checked out and on some kind of pills or booze and are trying to kill themselves in some way, shape or form who suddenly are thrust into a situation in which they give a shit and they have something worth living for. Now, I think Damon Wayans' character is a little better off because he had Corey at that time. Uh, and it seems like at least with their relationship, it really was legitimate. They really did care for each other and they were together. Uh, he's still a little too possessive of her, I think at certain points like the way that he just grabs her and drags her like you just don't manhandle somebody and drag them off somewhere that's just no. not right there's a lot of shit like that in this movie where i'm like whoa fuck that <laughs> yeah there's a lot of horse shit in this that is just terrible yeah. Jesus, sorry Oh, that's okay. Well, we can move on. I've got enough to say about the first 30 minutes yep. or so. Uh, yeah, there's there's shit in this that you will definitely have a problem with, with modern eyes when you realize that some of the heroes of the film are being physically abusive to the women in their lives. Like, you're seeing it happen, and that's fucked. Yeah, right. And we have Agreed. to acknowledge it. <laughs> All right, so the next 30 starts at the pig pen dialogue. I'm tired of talking about the movie for a little while, so here is our next clip. Leather pants. Yeah. Something like that, right? Six fifty. Six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Their pants. Yeah. You wear them. Yes. They don't have like a TV in them or something. Nope. I am very old. Something stinks in here. My God, it's his statement. Ben? It's bullshit. Hollenbeck is hiding something. How do you know? Because I know how to fuck his mind works. Every lie has eighty percent truth to it. I mean, it's scary. We looking at the same guy? Yeah. What is it you're looking at? I see a guy looks like he just slept in his clothes. Ah, that's what everybody sees. There's more? Oh, yeah, a lot more. A long time ago, this same son of a bitch saved the president's life. 
Hey, this stuff Corey fed you about some weirdo Hassler, that was bullshit, huh? What she was into. That was a professional hit out there tonight. Gangland style. Way I figure, Mike was working for her, same as me. He gets scared. Very scared. Bails out, dumps it in my lap. Guess he bailed out too late, huh? You're still scraping him off my stucco. If Mike knew this was dangerous, why did he just hand it to you and not say anything? He's fucking my wife. I die. He gets the wife. Free to go. Pick up your gun at the property desk. Time. It took all day. Oh, and Joe, I got a call from the Bel Air PD. Seems like Senator Baynard has been getting obscene phone calls. I'd better not find out it's you. Anything else, Lieutenant? Yeah, there's a new invention out. It's called the razor. Too risky. I might start thinking about you and slash my wrist. He got a beef with Boehner? Yeah, the senator got him fired from his old job. What was he, a cop or something? Secret Service, huh? And Boehner had you fired? How come? None of your business. We see that Baynard was beating a woman who was tied up, and this appeared to be non-consensual abuse of some sort, so Joe smacks the fucker in the face and apparently knocked out four of his teeth. That leads to for him. I, that leads to our next clip. Say, man, you ever play ball? You got a good build. What are you? No, I'm just trying to break the ice. I like ice. Leave it the fuck alone. You're a lot of fun to be with. Fuck you. So what's the next move, Ace? Where do we go from here? going home. We see my job is done. Fuck you, your job is done. We saw Corey get murdered. Hey, man, stop Listen, Flash, you want to go out there and get your ass shot off? Be my guest. When you're dead, I'll take your $600 pants. $650. You look real familiar. Do I know you? You might. People recognize me. Got it. You ball more. Used to sell hash in Boyle Heights. No, I played football. Jimmy Dix, Ellie Stallions. What position? Forget it. Football. Free agents ruin the goddamn game! You know, we may run into a few more of your fans. You want to borrow my sunglasses? Fuck you. Snappy comeback. So where did Corey live? Harper Apartments on Melrose. Why? Think about going by there and take a look around. Oh, good. I'll come with you. Fuck you all. Have a nice night, Junior. Hey, I know where she keeps the extra key. I'm not gonna need a key. Well, I guess you're not worried about the security system either. It's pretty high tech. I put it in myself. But you probably know how to circumvent, huh? Circumvent? It's called the vocabulary. You read much? A subscription to Jugs magazine just ran out. Get in the car. Now, how'd she afford a place like this? Joints must run a fortune. Tell me about it. I pay the rent. Oh, isn't that charming? She sounds like a real special girl. What else she give her money for? Clothes, car payments? Yo, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Corey could have plenty of rich guys. Me, she loved. Oh, love. Well, forget about it then. You don't believe in love? Yeah, I believe in love. I believe in cancer. What, they're both diseases? Something like that. I want to meet the bitch that fucked you up. You show, Ace. 
security system? Yeah, I circumvented it. Don't touch anything. We don't want to leave a mess for the cops. Oh, my God. You vacuum. I'll dust. Stay put. Go, Tarzan. Jimmy, who's this guy with Corey? <clears throat> Shelly Marcone. He owns the L.A. Steins. He used to date her for a while and treat her like shit. She left. Where are you going? To the bathroom, okay? You want to come? The doc said I shouldn't lift anything heavy. No, I'll pass. 10 to 1, this is what they were looking for. That's Marcone. Yeah, I know who it is. I don't know who this is. It's Calvin Bain or Senator. And these two assholes with him? Rock bodyguards. You don't go anywhere without protection. Xerox copy of phone bill. What's this number they keep calling? Calvin Boehner's home phone number. You know the senator's home number? Yeah, so I called him a couple times. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> so what's all this mean, Joe? I don't know, Junior. You're lucky. Maybe enough blackmail evidence to put the two most powerful men in California away for a long time. Why would Corey want to blackmail Marcoon or Boehner? He said she was fucking Marcoon, I didn't say she was right? fucking him. I said dating. Never said fucking. Well, whatever she was doing, she heard something, she saw something. The point when is... When did she, she try to blackmail Exactly. She hires my buddy Mike. She get evidence to use against him, right? That's right. So now we have the evidence. What we got, Junior, is Marcon and Boehner by the nuts. And that is why I love America. Hello? Hey, Calvin. Shelly Marcone. That's Marcone. How you doing this evening? I'd prefer you didn't use my name. Man's a trifle skittish. Calvin, if I didn't know you better, I'd think you were contemplating something shady. Well, there's no oh, law the against contemplation. Stuff. Not unless you pay it. Fast forward. No, don't! It ain't the tape! Fast forward! It's the fucking tape! I'm supposed to know it that? It's the tape! The only piece of evidence in your shitty car ain't the tape? Fucking car sucks. Just shut the fuck up! Shut your car the fuck Just up. Just fucking man. ruin. I'm gonna crush your nuts. Oh, look at this. This is ruined, I swear to God. Fast forward, it's the tape. So this is my birthday present. What? Corey was blackmailing Marcone, but she wasn't trying to get cash. She was trying to get my old job back. She's dead because of me. Where are you going? Home, I don't feel too hot. Come on, I'll take you home. Come on, I'll give you a ride. Nah, I'm gonna take Corey's car. I got the key. I thought that was Corey's car at the bar. Jimmy! Corey had two cars. Get out of the car! Get out of the car! What's your trip, man? Yo! What's wrong with you? What is it? C4. Plastic explosive. You wired the ignition of Mike's car with this because they do the same thing with hers. Good thing for you, they wired the wrong car, huh? Leave this for the cops. Let them analyze it. You just gonna put that in the trunk? No, we should just leave it on the street for the neighborhood kids to play with. Good evening, gentlemen. Set the gun, holler back. Bit late for a stroll, don't you think? Yeah, you girls ought to be getting home. Yeah, street lights are on. Shut up, fuckface. I'm fuckface, he's asshole. Jake? Surprise Rodney Dangerfield here of his situation. Perhaps we can dispense with the fun and games now, yes? You want the envelope, right? The envelope. Very smart. 
See, Jake, here's a man who knows when a situation is untenable. Good word. You like that word? And you do have that envelope, don't you? Better give up, Jimmy. We're dealing with a couple geniuses here. Uh, all right, man, just leave him the fuck alone. Leave oh. him alone, sure, whatever you say. Jake attacks his job with a certain exuberance. Shit, we're being beat up by the inventor of Scrabble. Still in a good mood, Jake. Kick him again. No, 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 all right. You want the envelope to hook at, right? She wanted to hook a jump. Shut the fuck up. Where is it? In the truck. Give me the keys. Come on. Slow and easy. Come on. Give it to Jake. Come on. Oops. You dumb bastard, you're gonna pay for that. Jake, open the trunk. Jimmy has a moment of grief during the clip while looking for drugs. He finds the evidence they need to further the plot, so now they are ready to move on. The problem, of course, is that Joe's car stereo eats the tape when you fast-forward it, which uh, if anyone is familiar with dealing with that particular type of car stereo, you know that if you hit a fast-forward or rewind in the wrong way, the same button that also is supposed to eject the tape will sometimes do both at the same time and cause it to eat the tape. And uh, also the mechanisms where it can do that. Yeah, we've all had tapes get eaten by that exact same type of stereo. <laughs> yep, totally. If you're in that age frame, that where you had if to you, deal with If tapes. you're in our age group, you've had it happen to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You never put a tape in a car radio that looks like that. You just don't do it anymore. <laughs> no, not not one you want back. Yeah, should have. Uh, I think they should have flipped it over and rewound it. I guess if the fast forwarding is the one that makes the tape eat, because that's the same thing as rewind or as fast forwarding. You know, you just flip it over, yeah. and rewind the other side, same thing. Whatever. <laughs> Some bad guys show up. Joe puts the C4 on the trunk as they a lock as they approach you did hear that where it explodes the result of shooting a c4 block with a detonator inside of it is not something i know off the top of my head but i don't think that's how c4 works like the detonators have to go off and i think they're electronically triggered unless the detonator has an explosive charge in it and then just got hit right perfectly with the bullet but i just don't think that's right <laughs> i don't know i've been informed not to comment anything about c4 and why is that? Do you have some lawyers in there? None of your business about what I have in here. <laughs> is a lawyer advising you to not comment about C4, Matt? Uh, I choose not to answer on the grounds it may uh, incriminate me. Sounds like you do have at least three there, because that's when you start <laughs> listening to them. <laughs> it's true. When you, Two, you can kind of just go, ah, but when you get to that third, man, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, because you're paying a lot of money, so you better fucking listen to what they say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The car goes rolling down the hill on fire at the boys as it's doing it, and they barely get out of the way in time, and that leads to our next clip. Are you still alive? I don't know yet. Is that C4? Yeah, that had a hell of a factory recall. Dead guys don't make bad jokes, do they? No. Shit, we're alive. Yeah. Hooray. Get out of here. Go, go, come on. Sure? Get out of here. I'll take the heat on this one. You pass? Yeah. Okay. This is a police matter, you dumb son of a bitch. And I'm sick and tired of sweeping up your dead bodies. Now, the next time I see your ugly mug, I'm going to put a bullet in it. You got it? I just wanted to shake your hand. What? 
Jen told me about what you did for the president. I respect that. Thanks. Hey, ugly. Looks like our evidence got blown up. I think we might have to get some more. You just won't let go, huh? You're like a dog with a frisbee. My girl's dead. And the guys that did it up at Spago's eating chicken Marcella. Ain't there goat cheese pizza? It ain't right. No, it ain't right. This ain't no game, Flash. Real guns, real bullets. It's dangerous. Dangerous, my middle name. Mine's Cornelius. You tell anybody I'll kill you. You ever watch Soul Train? Shut the fuck up. Start tomorrow. In the meantime, I'd like to go home and see my family. Your family, huh? You got kids? Little girl. Does she like you? No, not too much. She likes Prince. Go figure. I like Prince. Wow, an actual house. I was thinking a cave with skulls and shit. Oh. Feel like I've been rolled hard and put away wet. What the hell does that mean? It's horse talk, man. They got the brothers riding horses now, huh? Yeah, cars getting too hard to steal. You ever wear like a little cowboy hat? <laughs> I'm really good, man. Maybe I could take your daughter out. What's she like? She's like 13 years old, and if you even look at her funny, I'm gonna stick an umbrella up your ass and open it. Why aren't you in bed? Daddy is watching TV. Yeah, I can see that. She's also pissed at you big time. What would happen to your face? My God, it speaks. Nothing happened to my face. It always looks like this. What's wrong with his face? His nose is too pointy. His eyes are beady. The ears are too big. Needs a shave. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I'm peeing my pants. You're so funny out here. It's my daughter, Darren. My name's Jimmy. That was that number in the back of your head. Was that like a license plate in case somebody tries to steal it? No, it's a football thing. It's my high school number. So when do you graduate? You want to be left alone, don't you? I'll be in the kitchen. Right here. Hey, Joe, she's got your winning personality. You get used to it. Darren, I got some ice cream out here. You want some? Leave me alone. I hate you! She's pissed off because I wouldn't let her go out on a date with her friend Tommy. I only missed the best party of the year. Why didn't you let her go? Because she's 13 years old, jerk off. You want some of this ice cream or not? I'm not talking to you. Oh, that's a shame. I'm gonna miss all those pleasant things you always say to me. Hey, Dad, I hate you. It's chocolate chip, your favorite. I don't care. You're an asshole. You know how I hate to waste food. You wanna abuse me some more? Shock me. Come on, I hardly ever hear the word asshole. Oh, bullshit! Hey, that's Bet enough. Bet you get it all the time. That's enough, Darian. Oh, yeah, what are you gonna do, ground me some more? Yes, sir, asshole. You're grounded for a week. Just leave me alone! Hey. Me this, you know, he thinks he's fucking war cleaner! Hey, you wanna talk like a trash mouth? Huh? You wanna sound like your mother? Go ahead. It's bad enough that I'm gonna hear this shit all day long. I gotta come home and get it from you, too? Hey, Joe, why don't you go easy on the girl, man? You don't tell me how to talk to my kid. So come on, let me hear. Let me hear all the really juicy, dirty words. Come on. God, you're such a fuck-up. Darian, you are my daughter, and you are in my house, and you will respect me. You got that? You don't ever call me a fuck-up. Why shouldn't I? Mom calls you in all the time. Your mother called me a fuck-up? When? On the phone with Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay? Oh, Christ, I'm a fuck-up. But Uncle Jay, now there's a real stand-up guy. The bastard cheats on his tax return. I'm surprised he's not doing time. Why don't you go ask your mother why Mr. Wonderful is not in jail for tax evasion? Because he doesn't fuck up. Darian, go to bed. You know, for 50 bucks, you could pay a guy to pull the fingernails out one by one. Anything that much fun, I think I'd rather do it myself. <coughs> hey, 
Hey, I don't know about you, but I could use a drink. It's... Oh, shit, that's you? You are fucking Ward Cleaver. Yeah, as a regular Boy Scout. You and the president. Damn, hanging with the man. It looks like one of those cardboard cutout things you see down in Venice Beach. I once had my picture taken with Don Johnson like that. Still got the picture. Nah, I threw it away. <sighs> so you gonna get a divorce, man? <sighs> Shit, I don't know. You don't like women much, do you, Joe? At least I like the guy she was fucking. He was my best friend. Nah, he was a scumbag private detective, man. Yeah. All private detectives are scumbags. Yeah, but that scumbag tried to get you killed. <sighs> well, friends can't be perfect. I wish the sky wasn't blue. I wish water wasn't wet. And I wish I didn't still love my wife. No, life sucks. To Alex, the accountant. Your accountant's name is Alex. No. But he could have been. Alex was my son. I used to be married. One Sunday, I'm away in Miami. She couldn't come because she was eight months pregnant. Walking down La Brea Boulevard, out of nowhere, a pickup truck jumped a curb. Pow. Never knew it hit her. She died. But Alex lived for 17 minutes in an incubator. He fell asleep, had time for one dream, and then he died. I think about him all the time, man. You know, I threw for 300 yards that day. While my wife and kid were dying, I had the game of my life. Life sucks. Hey, uh, can I use your shower? So, bathroom down the hall, first door on the right. Hey, Flash, I brought you a towel. What you were looking for in Corey's apartment? Huh? That's what you're looking for? You found him What are you doing? That's a thousand dollars worth of shit! Fuck out of my house before I break your goddamn neck. Use that shit to get by. I don't use it. I get by. Get dressed and get out. All right, I forgot. Talking to Dudley fucking do right. But shit happens real easy, man. Starts out painkillers. Using Demerol because your fucking knees are shot. Well, you know it, you're chewing codeine with your pancakes. And then a truck comes out of nowhere, and you're talking to God. And you're saying, hey, help me out, big guy. I pay taxes. I go to church. What's with this dead wife and kid shit? But he ain't answering. He ain't taking no calls that day. Instead, I get a call from the fucking league. And they're saying, hey, kid, your career's over. I say, why? Because I gambled. Why is there a fucking injury report in pro football, huh? Nobody else has one. Pro football does. You know why? That's so the gamblers will have a fucking accurate spread. It's all business now. They push you until you blow your fucking brains out. Just like Billy Cole did. Can't you see those fucking hypocrites took away my fucking life? When you're done feeling sorry for yourself, the front door's that way. And then some. Jimmy Dix. You signed my card? 
Sorry, I was a bitchy before. Sure. Guess your dad's pretty pissed, huh? Yeah, but he'll get over it. And you were only like his biggest hero. Oh, yeah? Since when? Since I was little. You should have heard him. Jimmy this, Jimmy that. Best quarterback in the game. When you got busted, you quit watching football. Does he punch all his heroes? They cut from this to Jimmy outrunning an errand, and Kim Coates and associates grab him, kick the shit out of him, and toss him off a fucking bridge onto a car. He falls off the car and almost gets hit by another one, and then stands up to assure the crowd he is fine, and then falls down, passing out, or so we are led to believe, and that leads to our eighth clip. I got bad news and bad news. Give me the bad news first. Bad news is someone just bounced Jimmy Dix off a car. Now give me the bad news. I just took a statement from Joe Hollenbeck's neighbor. On the day he died, Mike Matthews came to Hollenbeck's house early in the morning to discuss a case, right? That's what Hollenbeck says. Okay, so how come Hollenbeck's neighbor claims Matthews' car was parked there all night in the same spot? Why did he lie? Matthews is fucking his wife. That's why the car was there. Matthews was fucking Hollenbeck's wife. Hollenbeck just got back into town, right? Christ, Joe wasted the bastard himself. He waltzed right out of my office, Mick. I let the son of a bitch go. Give me a chance, Ben. I'll get him back. Okay, so the end of that clip takes us to the tipping point in the story, and that is the end of the first hour pretty much right there. And then after this, we have the final act, so it's pretty much all the action just kind of in a row from there. Yeah, so we're coming up on, like, the final 30, right? It's, like, 45-ish minutes, but, like, it's uh, all action-packed, and there's really no doldrums. But, yeah, it's, like, a final 45 kind of, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I really like where this story is kind of going and, and how this is getting like it just continues to escalate, you know, where like the guys continue to be a problem and like they're not going to be OK. Like it's at the point now when Jimmy gets tossed off the bridge that, you know, that like no matter what happens, they're not going to be done with this. Even if they try to walk away, like it's they're in it now and it's their fault that they got this deep. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're. And like the minute you think maybe both could form a connection with another person that maybe each needs, then uh, uh, Joe does cocaine and Jimmy kicks him out. So vice versa. More problems. Strike that in reverse. Oh, by, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy does cocaine and Joe kicks him out. And then you find out Joe's been a huge fan of Jimmy. So Jimmy, he was like his hero for the longest time. He really looked up to him. And like yeah. he, whenever Jimmy fell from grace, like it, it broke Joe and Joe stopped watching football. Yeah. And then, then the secret service shit happened. So yeah, I don't know when Where he was doing the right fucking thing and he gets destroyed. That is another thing that I actually really liked about how gritty this story gets. Um, mm -hmm. Because he did the right thing, it's what ruined his life. It's not like he made a bad choice or he did something that was like the incorrect thing to do. He did what any good person should have done, and he stopped yeah. someone who was being beaten against their will. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be like, um, he made a mistake and thought that it was non-consensual and that it wasn't okay. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that, that would be a different thing. That would be like a fuck up that they would try to do in like a comedy type action film you know yeah <laughs> like that's why arnold schwarzenegger's character would get fired from his job because he misunderstood what was going on and knocked out poor teeth <laughs> in a senator who was you know in a consensual bdsm scenario yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like of course like but actually having it be like you know the senators are all corrupt they're uh clearly sexual degenerates that only get off by torturing and maiming in some way shape or form um you know that they're crooked e 
he basically tries to be bribed and turns around and blackmails for more money because that's how senators work. Like I said, this is fucking Sin City with an action movie slapped over top of it. Like the next and time I probably, watch this, I want to watch it in black and white because it's a fucking film and war. And I'll say this probably closer to how real life is than uh, we know. Oh, yeah. I actually don't think that the comic book Sin City, I mean, other than some of the fantastical things that people are incapable of doing, but like yeah. the depravity to which the depth of depravity to which people get up to in the comic book Sin City, which the films are clearly adapted from, I think is an accurate portrayal of how humanity actually works. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm I'm almost positive this is how senators act. <laughs> right. There's the other thing about this that I do like is the individual characters, while they're all deeply flawed and I have my problems with each of the people and I dislike a lot of the people that are in this film um i love all of the actors so it keeps me endeared to watching them do the horrible things that they're doing to each other but also this is real this is very realistic i mean like the way that they're surviving things obviously is fake but the characters the way they're interacting with each other they're they're deeply flawed people and it's actually really well written and they're very fleshed out there's all sorts of story going on here and that's something that shane black is definitely excellent at doing with building character through dialogue like he does um i will definitely give him that and and this is uh, one of his better scripts for sure. I definitely really enjoy this. And I think he had enough power in Hollywood at this time that this is one of his scripts that didn't get fucked with as much. I think like he and Tony Scott had a pretty good understanding going with it. And I think this is kind of how they wanted it to turn out. You know, like everybody. It just it just yeah. feels like everything was working as a wall-oiled machine. It's not like other action movies where all of a sudden there's a hard cut and you're like, what the fuck is going on? They very, no. very precisely go from one scene into the next where emotion in one scene scene then transfers over into the edit to make it a lot more seamless you know and well let's face it, it two huge superstars bruce willis and then damon wayans was this is probably one of his is as point of his largest popularity I think, I think this is the first movie that he was actually in um and this would be the time when in living color was like at its hugest and i believe yeah. that that's when he transitioned into doing more dramatic and serious roles from there and uh, all the wayans brothers are just so unbelievably talented and if you yeah if you haven't gone back to check out in living color i don't know how dated a lot of the jokes are so i don't want to re recommend it that way but i remember thinking that it was the funniest shit on the face of this earth when i watched it as a kid in the 90s in living color was yeah, awesome it, 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 was that good yeah i mean it was very good it gave saturday night live a run for its fucking money yeah uh having said that it also had a lot of really homophobic horse shit to it now that i'm remembering it off the top of my yeah. head and some other it's things it's not are gonna translate well to today but if you but for its time it was <laughs> an and there are a lot of things that came out of it that were just hilarious that had nothing to do with homophobic stuff either. But there was a lot of it. Yeah, well, that was just the first thing that popped into my head. And I think some yeah. folks that were maybe, you know, sufferers from Burns may have a big problem with Fire Marshal Bill as well. <laughs> maybe, but I think even then people can look at that being kind of funny because it's supposed to be just such an outrageous character. Uh, <laughs> like anything. But I mean, it is. really was the first kind of uh, people of color ranch show. Yeah. I definitely recommend it for that alone and then also just the way that they did a wonderful takedown of Vanilla Ice at the time that was perfect before anybody else yeah. had the balls to do it. Awesome. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> ah, for fuck's sakes. Uh, the movie itself has really got me intrigued. And this is the point where uh, it turns from film noir into action film because they've already solved the case. And instead of like everybody yeah. just dying, dying, it's we got to do these final acts and we have to have chase scenes and all of this kind of stuff. And so this is the tipping point of going from this first hour to a buildup of a really fucking gritty noir with some action film aspects to it to just straight up fucking lethal weapon time or die hard yeah, right. or whatever. That's what we're going into here. So let's just uh, barrel through the end of the film and then we can uh, knock it all out. What do you say? Yes, exactly. All right, here we go. The final act of the film starts with Joe hovering over his sleeping wife and clearly trying to find a way back from this. He does the same with his daughter and is grossed out when she says Tommy's name when he caresses the side of her head or moves a hair behind her ear or something like that. That was like a, a gentle touch that he didn't want to have her respond with that name, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. He answers the doorbell to a morning taser blast right to the heart from Taylor Negron. Some folks may not know that gentleman or actually recognize him, but he was actually a pretty big-ish stand-up comedian. He was like right on the verge of breaking through, and he got all of these different roles like this. And uh, he proves once again, just like uh, Robin Williams and other folks, that stand-up comedians make the most creepy villains you will ever meet. <laughs> yes, they always do. Uh, sometimes, I mean, I think it can... A lot of comedians are from a dark place anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. They always say comedy comes from a very dark place, usually. Yeah, yeah. You, in the need to make other people laugh in order to feel better about yourself definitely has some negative connotations like that for mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Taylor Negron and his goons drag Joe and toss him into the back of the car. A cop comes by and, uh, well, fuck it, dialogue clip. Looks like we got trouble, Milo. Pick up Holomix gun by the trigger guard. Give it to me. Good morning, gentlemen. Is there a problem? Yes, officer. As a matter of fact, there is a problem. Apparently, there are too many bullets in this gun. Fingerprints. Naughty boy, Joseph. You just shot a policeman. Things away. Make sure. I'm awake. You nearly broke my wrist, man. Marlow warned us to watch out for this guy. Now fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck that. Look at him. He's nothing, guys. Piece of shit. You got a cigarette? Cigarette? Yeah, sure. Yeah, cigarette. You got a light? <laughs> hey, baby. I thought you were tough. See, pal, he's not so bad. <laughs> you seem to have dropped my cigarette. I have another. Sure. Sure thing, buddy. I'm gonna need a light. If you touch me again, I'll kill you. Christ. You killed him. You fucking ain't killed him. He's dead. 
there a problem? He just killed Chef Lionel. He just killed him. He put his fucking nose through his brain. I needed a light. Joseph, you don't disappoint me. You took an awful risk. Pablo here could have shot you dead. If you wanted me dead, you'd have killed me already. That's true. Can we do a formal introduction Who here? Who gives a fuck? You're the bad guy, right? I am the bad guy. And I'm supposed to be trembling with fear, something like that? Something like that. Fine. I'll start trembling in a minute. In the meantime, you think I could have a drink? I don't see why not. Pablo, take Jed's corpse out of here and fix Mr. Hollenbeck a drink. Like that, too. Well, if it is a Shelly Marcon himself. Careful, son. Just my friends call me Shelly. You got friends? When did this happen? Well, I'll give you this. You sure are feisty for a fellow in your position. Pablo, teach him some manners, will you? What fucking conspiracy are you talking about? Hollenbeck is a Fruit Loop, okay? He's been after Senator Feynman for years. Now you want me to believe that the Senator is mixed up in this? Look, I'm gonna say it again for the cheap seats, Lieutenant. I don't know where Joe Hollenbeck is. That's my fucking statement. Write it down and shove it up your ass. I could nail you for obstruction. Couldn't nail a two-dollar whore. Now you charge me with something and let me the fuck out of here! My husband did not kill a cop. And aside from that, I can't help you. May we go now? Can I have a minute with your mom in private, please? Pleasure. Thank you. Do you deny being involved in a sexual relationship with Michael Matthews prior to his death? Why am I calling? Because I had to hear your sweet voice and I need a favor. No, it ain't like that. No, it wasn't no liquor talking. You're not fat. You're just a whole lot of women. Now, do me a favor, big mama. Senator Calvin Baynard. He's a season ticket holder, right? I need you to punch up his address and tell me where you send the tickets. Good girl. Yeah. Bye. Great. Don't worry, I'm gonna find your dad, okay? How? When in doubt, try the nearest bad guy. Football is a dying beast, Joe. No heroes left. Not anymore. That's old Sonny Werbling paid $400,000 to Joe Nabel for the 66. Son of a bitches have just gotten greedier. Out of mighty, when's it enough? Jesus, free agents. Gimme, 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 gimme. Now you got guys on PCP wigging out and shooting themselves on the field. The American public is piss pot tired of it, and they're changing the channel. Ratings are down. So you're gonna bribe some senators to legalize gambling? Legalize. Sports gambling. You see, with all the heroes gone, legalized gambling is about the only thing it'll save the beast. You follow me, Joe? We're talking about some big bucks here. We're talking about billions. That's nine zeros, son. I'm not your fucking son. <laughs> well, Joe, have you ever heard of the Senate's commission to investigate gambling and professional sports? Is that who you're paying off? The commission's gonna vote next March. I got every one of them in my hip pocket except Senator Calvin Baynard. I tried to bribe that son of a bitch, Joe. He gave it back because it wasn't enough. <laughs> What's he want? Six million. Or he'll go straight to the police. You know, I think it's just gonna be cheaper to kill that son of a bitch. 
Taking off a U.S. senator is pretty ballsy, even for an asshole like you. You said it, Joe boy. That's why we're going to frame you for the senator's murder. As chairman of the Commission on Sports Gambling, I'll simply say this. I'm currently reviewing both sides of the issue with utmost care and scrutiny and will adopt a position based on my firm belief in what's best for the sport. In the meantime, I can't wait to get to the Coliseum this afternoon to watch my favorite L.A. team kick hell out of Tampa Bay. Cut. Thank you, Senator. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Okay, come on, Jimmy. Think, think, think. What would Joe do? He'd shoot everybody and smoke some cigarettes. I don't have a gun. How'd you get here? I hitched. That's not what I mean. I mean, how did you find me? My dad's a detective. What can I say? You didn't cover your tracks very well. You were easy to trace. Great. Just what I need, Nancy fucking Drew. I brought you this. I figured you might... Where the hell did you get that from? Stole it from my dad's closet. You know, he'd kill me if he found out. <laughs> You'll probably kill yourself first, you little jerk. Come on, take this ugly little monkey and get the hell out of here. Go, get out. Wait, I want to know what's going on. Watch CNN. Go. Oh, shit. Those are the bodyguards from the picture. So? So, they're leaving without the senator. I have to follow them. Now go. Okay, I'm coming with you. You can't come with me, Darian. Go home. Kiss my ass. Darian! Kiss my ass. Is that clear enough? <laughs> Fine. You little brat. We're just going to follow him. How dangerous can that be? Okay? <laughs> We're in position. The senator's men are en route. ETA five minutes. Damn, now where are they going? Let's find out. Here. I told you no guns, right? I hate guns. Now you stay here. I'm gonna go look around. Stay. Mr. Smell. Excuse me. Did any of you stupid shits bother to frisk this fuck? He could be a goddamn cop. Will you frisk him, please? Take it easy, huh? It's okay? Hand him the briefcase, Joseph. Nice suit. The briefcase was loaded with explosives, wasn't it? Ten pounds of C4 is on the way to the Coliseum right now. It's ironic, don't you think? That this bomb's going to be delivered to Baynard by his own personal bodyguards? After his death, the police will receive a photograph of you, Joseph, handing over the briefcase and blame you for the crime. And they'll believe it, too, because they know what a fan of Baynard's you are. Go fuck yourself. Okay, now that's not polite. It's very abusive sounding. What would you do, Joseph, if somebody told you to go fuck yourself? Would you cut one of their eyes out? No. You think you're so fucking cool, don't you? You think you're so fucking cool. Well, just once, I would like to hear you scream in pain. Play some rap music. Come on, move. Hey, Flash. Rescue attempt. Blow me. He must be James. James? He does that with everybody. Calls me Joseph. I trust you're alone. No, I got the fucking Vienna Boys Choir with me. What, is everybody stupid around here? 
Just you, kid. Shoot him and marry them. Scared? Shitless. You? More or less. Hey, Milo. Hey, mister. Do you like my puppet? Get this kid out of here. My name is Furry Tom. I said get out of here, kid. No. Kid stays. Can you make him talk? Huh? Go on. Try. Go ahead, take it. Okay. It's riddle time. Why did Mr. Milo cross the road? I don't know why. Because his dick was stuck in a chicken. <laughs> Furball? Yeah. Hurry, Tom. Thinks this is probably the first pussy a lot of you guys have seen in a long time. Especially this fat fuck over here. Where'd you get this suit, Grandpa? Gangsters arrest? <laughs> When knocked out, there is a flashback of Joe being the hero saving a president before he is rudely awakened by Kim Coates prior to his death by a nose driven through the brain punch. Man, do a lot of people talk about that shit a lot after this movie came out. Oh, yeah, man. That was all anybody ever talked about. <laughs> it may have been before this movie as well, but this was I remember like around this time frame, this was a thing that people talked about where you could drive someone's nose through their brain with if you punched it right or something like that. And uh, the way to actually do it is it's possible, but it's not doable in one punch i don't think so yeah you have to break it first and then drive it in i believe <laughs> not, <laughs> not that i know how to do it uh, my lawyers are telling me to reiterate that not that i know how to do it i just think that's the case yes yeah but, uh, there's just a possibility that that could help yes <laughs> all right the shootout at the end of the clip leads to an insane foot chase shootout that leads into an even more insane car chase shootout that causes a car to roll off a fucking cliff and then both our heroes and villains end up driving driving down like a cliff face slope kind of thing and crashing into neighborhoods. I mean like yards, houses, and eventually upside down on fire into a pool. We have a brief appearance from Art from the Burbs as the owner of the pool Milo's car crashed into and set on fire. Joe busts open the trunk and gets the bribe money out. There's dialogue and our next clip. Is there any chance this guy's still alive in there? Not now. Hey, call the cops. Tell them there's a bomb on the way to the Coliseum. Send them to pay the danger. You got it? Hey, happy birthday. Buy yourself a new pair of pants. Gotta get to that bomb before it gets to Baynard. Hey, you got a car here? Hey, you got a car? Yeah. Give me the keys. No way. Give me the keys or I shoot the kid. Daddy. Shh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, all right, let's go. Come on. I figure you must be the dumbest guy in the world, Joe. Why is that? Because you're trying to save the life of the guy that ruined your career and avenge the death of the guy that fucked your wife. The little girl said that her dad's name is Joe Hollenbrook. Or, what is it? Helen Beck. Helen Beck. He stole my car. He said something about going to the Coliseum. He stole my car. He set my pool on fire. The man is a lunatic. Uh Ten black and whites, Helen Beck is on the way to the Coliseum. Joe, if we go any faster, we're going to travel back in time. Damn, middle lane. You pull up and I yell at him. What? Pull up next to him, I'll roll my window down and yell at him. That's the lamest fucking plan I ever heard! Can we try it? It's bulletproof glass, they're not gonna hear you, you moron! Now what are you doing? I'm drawing them a picture. What is that? It's a bomb. It doesn't look like a bomb, it looks like an apple with lines coming out of it. They're gonna say, don't open a briefcase, it's full of fresh fruit! You wanna draw the damn thing? Happy? Are you kidding me? Who's criticizing my shit? I can't do nothing right. 
The pursuit continues as Joe swears he will dance a jig and hops out of the car to take some pot shots at the senator's limo, causing it to crash. He ices one of them and Jimmy brings the car around. Dialogue, we're running to the end. Next clip. Bitch. So now do we go to the cops? I'll think about it. You expecting a call? Hey, motherfucker. Hey, Milo. Where are you calling from? The bottom of the pool? I'm on my way to the ball game, of course. Hey, Joe, listen, someone here wants to talk to you. Hi, Daddy. I'm okay. I'm not hurt. Dad? You back off, Joseph, or I'm going to show your daughter what a hot date I am. What happened? What's up? He's taking Darian. What do we do? We take Marcone. It's the only way. If we don't do anything, they're gonna kill her anyway. Careful with that case, it's the one that goes bang. Look at all this. Yeah, shredders. Police and DEA use these to blow locks. Explode on impact. Kill everything within a 10-foot radius. Shredders, huh? Yeah, put this on. Get in. You in or you out? I guess I'm in. What have I got to lose? Son? We're going to a ball game. The full-on ball game pageant she shows up in the next cut as our heroes arrive and Jimmy keys the fuck out of Marcone's car on the way in. The rapist piece of shit goes after Jimmy and Jimmy pulls a shotgun on that piece of shit and they move on to Marcone's office. There is dialogue and our next clip. Hiya, Joe. How you doing? You are one dumb son of a bitch. Did you know that? Oh, I guess we ain't gonna be dancing that jig anymore. Okay, Darian? Well, of course she's all right. She's been with her Uncle Shelley. Yeah, I'm okay, Dad. Come on, fellas, lose the guns. Take off your coats, relax. Give it up, Shelley. What do you think Boehner's gonna do when he finds out you tried to kill him? Sonny doesn't have a chance. Very shortly, my old buddy Milo will have him between the crosshairs of a high-powered rifle. Where's old Milo shooting from? <laughs> you just don't ever run out of questions, do you? Well, let's just say that... Uh, Milo's in a highly enlightened position. Why'd you kill Corey? Took the blackmail, Jim. I have no truck with that. But she's one of the sweetest little whores I ever tasted. It's five feet of marble between me and you. Maybe I make it, maybe I don't. You call a whore again, I'm gonna find out. Jimmy. Jimmy, do what you gotta do. Take it easy, Jimmy. You should know. With a face like that, he's gotta be paying for it. If you're fond of this little girl, you keep your goddamn mouth shut. Eat shit, you fucking redneck! Come here, Darren. God damn, I'm really glad to see you, Jimmy. You know, I've, I've still got that autograph ball you gave me for my collection. Yeah, it's a shame about you. You had the million-dollar arm, kiddo. Yeah, you got hooked on them. Was it uh, Demerol? Because you couldn't stand the pain. You hated the pain. Could take the pain, Joe. Life is pain, Jim. Hey, what the? Hey! Oh! Walk it off, son. Oh, this one. Oh, God. Kids nowadays just don't have discipline. Now, don't you cry, honey. No, don't cry. Come on, honey. Come sit in Uncle Shelley's chair. You're gonna be just a girl go. Get them out of my misery. There is the matter of the six million dollars. That is, unless you're not interested. It's humor this asshole. Tell me about it. Uh, it's just to me and Flash here know where it is. It's a 
in the back of a white BMW. I can take you to it. Milo told me the money was destroyed. You're bluffing. You think I'm bluffing? I also have in my possession a certain tape. It's you and Senator Baynard. Very juicy stuff. Well, now, just let me guess. If something happens to you, that damn thing's going to be mailed to the cops, isn't it? Close. Actually, it goes to the mob. I'm sure they'd be very interested in hearing what you're up to. Legalized gambling? How they stand to lose, what, two, two and a half billion dollars? I'm sure they won't be upset about that. Just their entire bookmaking income? So you go ahead and pull the trigger. Be my guest. Just don't be surprised you wake up tomorrow morning with a stallion head next to you. Babe. <laughs> you had that goddamn tape you'd already told me. Working man. Try something else. Take your best shot. Fuck you, Joy. Go on out like that. Shut up. Mr. Marconi's Shut lying. Up. We have the money. Shut the but fuck it's up. not no fucking Shut up. It's in the locker. And I got the key. Where is the key, Jim? I got it stashed in my shorts. Easy. Give me that fucking key. He's gonna kill you soon. He's gonna kill us anyway, asshole. You gotta promise to let me go. Bullshit. Give him the key or I'll have you kneecapped. Whoops. Look like nobody gets the money. That's one of those new plastic keys. Get the goddamn key! The kind of tread. Joe grabs a shotgun and deals some serious damage to Marconi's thugs, and Jimmy follows suit as Marcone takes off. The three of them take off, and Marcone grabs the exploding suitcase on his way fleeing out. Jimmy and Joe try figuring out where Milo will be sniping from. Joe sends his daughter to find a cop, and Jimmy to get the senator's attention to get him out of this shit. Milo sets up his sniping position, and Joe gets waylaid by cops getting in his way. He kicks the shit out of them. I enjoyed that scene a little too much. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy has the rapist come at him with security, so he jumps on the mascot horse and tries to get the senator to hide. When this does not work, he gets the football and throws it at the senator's face from horseback while riding it at him. <laughs> that was actually a pretty impressive talk. That was really good. It's like a one in a million shot, but I'm going to give this to Jimmy because he was in his golden moment. He loves riding horses. He loves tossing the football. He's got this golden arm. Why not? He can it's hit everything, that man. Let, let the man live his life. Yeah, he could hit that senator. Senator's face from that far out, nailing him right yeah. in the nose. So he fucks him up for Joe and saves his life all in one one shot. I think that's yeah. that's You're, that's Jimmy's hero moment right there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's his redemption arc. <laughs> it's pretty awesome that he nails him in the face with it. And the bucking bullet hits the football instead of his face because he moves it out just in time. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Milo tries to shoot Jimmy after this. The crowds flee in panic and Joe comes after Milo for the final confrontation. Milo tosses his rifle at Joe. Joe tosses uh, his ammo away. So that's why he throws the rifle. And Joe grabs the rifle when it's thrown at him. He just basically catches it and then clubs Milo in the leg with it, but Milo stabs him with that switchblade on the way down. They fist to cuff it up, but Joe basically beats the living shit out of him, reminding him that he said that he would kill him. Milo falls backwards from this onslaught as the SWAT executes him with a hail of fucking bullets. He then falls into the blades of a chopper, getting turned into a fine sorbet of flesh. And he deserved it. And Joe does his fucking jig that he says he would have with Jimmy watching from horseback around the crowd and everything. They fade into our final clip. So, what's this I hear about Satan Claus? Oh, you know about him too? There! That's the man! 
there's the bastard who's been making the phone calls and harassing me. I bet he was stage managed the whole damn thing. Arrest him! Had a gun. Excuse me? Mom's here. You're a real bastard, you know that, John? And then some. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll buy a dog. Fuck you, Sarah. Oh, fuck you, Sarah. You're a lying bitch, and if the cops weren't here, I'd spit in your face. Joe, where's the briefcase they were telling me about? White BMW backseat. Ain't a thing here. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> My girl got the wrong one. <laughs> so, what's next for us? Okay. You ready? Tomorrow, I guess. Okay, Just take it one step at a time. Why? <laughs> Dad, can I go show Jimmy to my friends? It's not a puppy, honey. Oh, come on, Dad. He's fucking famous. Hey, you wanna watch your mouth? Come on, Dad. Darian, your father said watch your mouth. Now do it. Yes, sir. I like that. So I'm thinking I could use a partner. You up for that? I don't know. I don't know anything about being a detective. There's nothing to it. Now, just being in the 90s, you can't just walk up to a guy and smack him in the face. You got to say something cool first. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, I'll be back. Yeah, only better than that. Like, if you hit him with a surfboard, you would say, Surf's up, pal. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so what else? There's not much more to tell than that. Water's wet, the sky's blue. An old Satan clause, Jimmy, he's out there. And he's just getting stronger. So what do we do about that? Be prepared, son. That's my motto. Be prepared. I feel bad for the dogs that died in that explosion, I do have to say, but otherwise, fuck Marcone. And those dogs were probably trained to be evil, so it's probably better that they're not here to give other dogs of that breed a bad name. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, they were just freed. And as we see at the end, the heroes literally walk off into the sunset to the tune of Pat Boone's Booty River. Roll credits. All right, so just final thoughts on the movie. Uh, it's it doesn't age well, but no action no. film does. Um, there's a lot of no, problems. Nothing I have from with the nineties. Yeah. Nothing from the early nineties really ages well. No, it's really difficult to watch some stuff like that I used yeah. to love from the nineties, especially now when like you have inclusivity and things like that on the on the mind, and you just are trying to make sure that you know people are treated like people. But this film definitely, I mean, like Joe's constantly saying some shit that makes me feel like he's like racist too, but he yeah. overlooks it because he's really a fan of Jimmy because he talks about how much he fucking hates rap music and uh, like the way that he reacts to rap music and then the way that he says certain glib things to Jimmy like the time that he's talking about like uh, black men riding horses the way he refers to it but Jimmy's just fine with it and just lets it go because they're just jibing each other and saying awful shit to each other as well like there's some things in that where I'm like holy fuck man <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff that's buried in this script that I'm not 100% sure really plays that well now. Yeah, it doesn't. Not even a little. But if you could suspend that and just hang, 
I don't know. In a nineties in a nineties frame of mind when all of this stuff was flying over kosher and, you know, like the fat jokes that I cut out and all the other things that were showing up in here, the body shaming and, and there's still some body shaming jokes that are gonna be left in on some of the clips because like it's just part of it. Um and I'm sorry about that, everybody. Uh it's just a, a lot of stuff that it makes it kind of hard to watch it nowadays, but I still really thoroughly enjoy the film. The filmmaking is great and uh the high definition print that we watched of this looked really great for the Blu-ray. So you know, it's if you can suspend those moments of realizing that it was a different time, attitudes were shitty and uh, it was OK to everybody. And that's not cool. Then I think you'll be fine watching it again uh, to give it a shot. Yeah. But I will say that uh, from watching the Blu-ray, the one thing that I noticed and I got to talk about, uh, I never before realized that the number on the back of Jimmy's head was just shaved into his hair. Did you realize that? Yeah, I always knew that. I didn't know. I just thought it was a tattoo because I've only ever seen like shitty VHS copies of this and multiple generation oh, okay. dubs by that, by, uh, by the way. I dubbed something that somebody dubbed off of cable once, and that's how I had a copy of this for the longest time as a kid on VHS. That's that's <laughs> fucking great, though. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I never realized it. I thought it was a tattoo. But, like, today when we were watching it for the show, well, not together, obviously, but when I was watching it for the show today, um, I noticed Jimmy turning his head, and the eight was sticking out. And I'm like, holy fuck. He has to pay a barber to shave that into his head for him pretty regularly. And yeah. And keep it that way. And I mean, he's got the money to do it, so sure, why not? But like, I love that little bit of thing that just shows how affluent he still is, even though his career is over. Uh, he has made so much in his lifetime that he can afford to frivolously pay someone to shave his head every day and keep that 18 going or 88 or whatever it was, 13, the 13 going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little character trait. And I was like, wow, what a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from a guy that thinks that $650 for a pair of leather pants that fit you that well is not too much. Yeah, no, that's not terrible. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're going to last them off. They're fucking leather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. You want to move on and do a fucking story time or what do you think? Yeah, sure. All right. We'll just do a quick one and uh, we'll yeah. uh, close out this fucking show. So here we go. We're going to play a little bit of Bill Medley, which is that Friday night's a great night for football. I'm not sorry about this, I guess. And when we come back, we'll have story time. enough of that jesus oh, fucking shit. yeah that well it's fucking terrible well it was in the movie and uh yeah we yeah. all had to suffer it at the beginning i think figured i might as well play it here and i'm probably not going to go for the full minute on it like i normally do with other songs i try to play at least a minute to like really give people a chance to enjoy the music if they're liking it and then i figure like a minute's enough for the rest of us to suffer if we don't like it you know but even this one yeah. i think 45 seconds might be pushing it <laughs> <laughs> we had to listen to this for Proof. three fucking minutes during the opening credits. Well, let's uh, let people forget about how terrible this song is and help it end by telling everyone a story time. Story. 
time. Uh, story time. Just this last weekend, this happened. Uh, wife and I. It was just last night, actually. Uh, we were gonna watch a movie, and on the big screen that, or on the uh, projector that I have, and at one point, uh, I decided hey, she wanted to watch a horror movie, and we found uh, zombie. Oh, zombie! And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's watch it. And she's like, yeah, I'll watch it. I go, it's it, it's grody. She goes, that's fine. So anyway, we are now, she's watching it, we're watching it. It's coming up onto the ocular penetration. And we all know how <laughs> slow that shit is. And I'm like, I choose not to watch these things. I, I'm not doing this to myself a second time. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I'm not going to do it. So I simply walk and I look to, I have a TV behind my bar in my basement. And I go to watch that TV because it's doing some sports updates that I wanted to check. And I know it's now done. You know, she screams and you can hear the squishiness. Uh, so I turn around, come back. She's passed out asleep. She's dead <laughs> asleep. I wake her up. She goes, ah, it's probably time for me to go to bed. I'm like, yeah. And I go, you fell asleep in one of the most stressful moments of the movie with the eye. She was awake when the lady was being pulled towards the splinter. Yeah. And, and she, she falls her. asleep. And she and, and, well, she goes, you have to understand. I sleep to every zombie movie. She turns on horrible, horrific zombie movies to go to sleep to at night when I'm not home. My <laughs> wife might be a psychopath. <laughs> well, they have friends that listen to like real 911 calls and like murder podcasts to go to sleep. So I'm yeah. really not that surprised that. I, I mean, I, I watched she was like, she was like, no, it's just she goes, there's something comforting in the pain and suffering of others that doesn't include me. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the same reason that I watch movies like Goon or Cell Block and uh, or Brawl in Cell Block 99 yeah. to help me calm down to go to sleep because watching somebody else just deal on someone violently calms me down enough to go to sleep sometimes. So I get that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. That's, right? So, yeah. Uh, I, I know. But I was like, I have to tell Court this because he's going to enjoy it. <laughs> and our listeners will appreciate it too. Uh, Matt's wife falls asleep to zombie films because life is and so she horrifying. Fell to the worst zombie film right you know the, and it, when i say worse i mean you know most, most violent one of the more hardcore zombie films ever made <laughs> in a scene that had one of the most hardcore scenes right a scene that had matt squirming so fucking bad you know he needed me to make him a mixed drink after it was over the first time he watched I, it. I was fucking horrific <laughs> did you make me rock gut for that because whoo no, it wasn't the rot gut. It was my version of some of of a zombie. The rot gut is so much worse, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I was just like, it was that. I it's so bad. I I said I'll never watch it again. I'll never watch it see it again, and I never have. <laughs> we'll eventually cover zombie, and you won't have. Yeah, to watch well, that I won't again. watch yeah. that scene again. I I remember it. Trust me, it's fresh as day. I won't ever need to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, I trauma is something that you find horrific, zombie and or Lucio Fulci films in general are not for you. Yeah. Yeah, because he <laughs> loves it. <laughs> Which is why we have not covered a lot of Fulci on this fucking show, for your sake. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Okay, so my story time is a little bit more touching, a little bit more of uh, why I've seen this movie as much as I have. I think I mentioned it. I'm not 100% sure if I did it or not. This is a film that I've seen probably more than 150 times to maybe 200 times in my lifetime. Uh, when, nice. When it was available on VHS. Uh, there was a time in my life where my mom was having some health problems. It's 
it's her business. I don't want to get into it too much, but it caused some serious depression. It caused some uh, problems, physically speaking, to where she was passing out and uh, we had no idea what was going on with her. And it was causing depression. There was a problem that was causing something, causing a problem actually like in her brain itself that was uh, basically causing the depression and a bunch of other things, but also was like making her physically deteriorate. And this was before we knew what was going on uh, about it. And she was just basically depressed all the time. And we didn't know why. And she watched this movie or wanted to watch this movie. I don't know how many times. I mean, we watched it so many times and it made her feel better every time she watched it. So I have watched this movie with my mother in that state over the course of a year, um, probably two to three times a day uh, for like an entire (laughs) for for a year. You know, like we would watch it two or three times a day every couple of days here and there. And uh, I watched it all solidly. So I actually could I have it memorized. I could probably tell you everything that was going to happen in the movie right before it happens. And uh, that's that's why it made her feel better. It was something that really like, I, I don't know what it was. It just seeing people this low do something to fight back, I guess, is what gave her some hope and some courage. Yeah you know, in that time frame, And it's really weird to me that The Last Boy Scout is the film that helped my mom fight this illness that she was dealing with or this problem with her physicality that was causing this. And she is better. Um, it ended up being something that uh, was just surgery wise. Luckily, it wasn't cancer. That's what they thought it was. It was that scary. Um, there was a time when I thought I was not going to have a mom and I was yeah. watching this movie two to three times a day with her. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a heavy shit. But yeah. it's good that it ended up all right, though. Yeah, well, I have a very fond memory of watching this movie with my mother, though, because of that. So yeah. every time I watch this movie, I think about watching it with her. And I don't watch it very often because, like I said, I have it fucking memorized. And uh, the last time that I have watched it before this was years ago. Like, I got the copy that I got specifically for this show to be able to cover it because it was something that Boz and I talked about. And he talked about how much he loved it. And uh, I told him, yeah, that's what you and my mom have in common, my friend. And that's the story as to what my mom has for for love of this film and why I've seen it over 200 times in my life. Well, good. I mean, that's nice, though. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little touching, and I'm getting a little teary-eyed, and everybody's getting very uncomfortable, so let's just stop that. We're going to play the Ending Legion promo right now and end this shit, and when we come back, we will have the song I Want to Be a Cowboy by the band fittingly named Boys Don't Cry. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hill Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
You know, I think a lot of people are going to be like, why did Court pick all the songs from the strip tease routines for the show? And why didn't he pick something else besides the strip tease routine songs? Why would you pick something else? <laughs> uh, mostly I picked it because that was the only like music music that, you know, was like a just band playing a song. It wasn't like the score or the theme song of some sort. So that's why I picked it. It has nothing to do with the fact that while I may have watched the last Boy Scout many, many times to find comfort for my mom, I also didn't hate watching Holly Berry dance in that uh, cowboy outfit and chaps. Yeah, that uh, wasn't bad. <laughs> if you'd like to find the other instances where we bemoan trying to raise women up and make them be treated better in our world and then simultaneously be the sexist pigs that we sound like when we talk about them. You can enjoy the beauty of something and still stick up for its rights to, you know, to, to have its own autonomy. <laughs> Yes. As they should. All the previous 417 instances where we have done that before on this show are available at our landing page on legionpodcast.com. We are Cinema PsyOps there. Check it out. You can find me on the Legion Discord chat and you can discuss whether or not we actually are part of the problem or part of the solution when it comes to feminist issues. <laughs> you can let me know there on our Legion Discord chat. I have no fucking Two clue where I'm going with true. this. I have no clue at all where I'm going with this at no, all. Man, we, if we're, we better tread lightly at this point <laughs> i'm starting to feel some issues where we may or may not get canceled and i don't want to lose our meme repository here i brought it back oh, there God. at I instagram can't, we can't lose the memes are you kidding me <laughs> i don't want our meme repository to get canceled cinema underscore psyops on instagram i'm also available on facebook as court psyops the memes get shared from our instagram immediately to the cinema psyops page on facebook and then i share them manually to the cinema psyops group from there and as well as my main feed that i already mentioned i have nothing to say that one <laughs> well you're out there hanging in silence hoping that someone will help you get the way out find the way out or at least fix it yourself kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch Dude, what's going on? Uh, Not much. How you doing? I am stressed the fuck out. (laughs) I hear that shit. (laughs) Hang on a second. Let me start recording. Recording in progress. There we go. Go ahead and give me just three, two, one countdown to sync you up. Three, two, one. I'm assuming you're on your phone again? Yep. Yeah, that's been working out. So, I mean, why change it if it's working for us? That's the way I look at it. Uh, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Long story short, once again, too late. Uh, mm-hmm. The theme song for Year 9 is not done yet. It's not even fucking right. close. The okay. episode that is supposed to start Year 9 that is due to out today to keep our uh, weekly release, you know, where it's consistent and, uh, you know, just basically reliably every single week and on time so that we've done it consecutively. That is currently in a state of I don't know if that's going to happen today because I haven't even touched that fucking episode yet and I still have a ton of work to do on the music plus all the recording oh, yeah. that we got to do right now tonight and uh, I had so much fucking work I couldn't get anything done other than work this week I worked like a 60 hour work week for my job job Ooh, just like yeah just trying to get a project done man like I'm I'm just stressed as fuck so I'm looking to just unwind and just get fucking high as shit while we do this show <laughs> word up I don't know. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe we'll keep the consecutive release. I don't know. Maybe I'll be lame and just like uh, release something else for year nine as like a placeholder just so I can have that number. But that's lame and I know I'm not going to do it. So we'll see what happens. All right. So anyway, no fucking theme song. We should just fucking roll into the show. Let's do it. All right, I'm up first with uh, the last Boy Scouts. So I'm always going to be up first, regardless of my episode number. Just FYI in the All future. Right. I'm the one that has to keep track of the episode numbers. That doesn't matter to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so three, two, one. Three, two, I'm gonna, one. Hold on, I'm going to be right back. Go hold ahead. On. I'm just going to play the music. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a happy home. I don't even care. <laughs> Hang on, I want to make sure that I got all... Nah, I don't, it doesn't matter if I got all the clipping or not. That was only the second one. It doesn't fucking matter. Let's just fucking move on. All right, I'm just going to, for the sake of time, I'm just going to cut this out because it's going to save us a whole shitload of time, and I'm just going to go ahead. It goes all the way up to when they do the shooting and the chase scene that leads to the very end. It's all that fucking yeah. dialogue, just so you know. Gotcha. All right, three, two, one. in silence hoping that someone will help you get the way out find the way out or at least fix it yourself kick the fuck out of this week and make it your pitch no 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 we we did good on this episode all right here we go i'm gonna stop the recording recording stopped